This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. Today's topic. Love this topic. This one is so valuable and you could learn something today that will help you make more money, enjoy your business and grow your business faster. Niching down, I believe, is one of the most important parts of scaling your agency Um, setting yourself up for success. It is absolutely the key, but sometimes it could feel like a drag. Sometimes you kind of outgrow it. You fall out of love with the things that you were passionate about when you first started. Um, You know, whatever your desire is, your niche should inspire you. It should motivate you to want to work harder and grow your business. Um, So we're going to talk today about how you can reassess. Um, Sometimes you choose something and as you grow, you grow away from it and you realize maybe it's not the right fit. That was me um, when I started. Our sort of like niches were beauty, fashion, and lifestyle. And it quickly shifted from fashion to baby and kids. Not baby and kids fashion, but more like gear, accessories, things like that. But let's walk through these steps to make sure that you actually really do love that long-term. You know, maybe you want to try out a new niche and expand your client roster in that arena, or you're just itching to start something completely fresh and new. So no matter how long you've been doing PR, I know that when you're looking to shift and try a new niche, it can be intimidating. So I have some strategies. These are my best strategies for branching out into a different industry starting over from scratch in a new niche. And I have to say, we're not exactly starting from scratch because you have all of your experience, your contacts, you have your body of work that you can leverage, Um, which is my first tip is when you branch out of your niche, you want to leverage your existing experience as much as you can. So if you have spent a lot of time and parts of your career and a lot of energy securing wins for your clients in your current niche, that experience, those contacts, those results don't just disappear because you're switching things up. You know, your successes are your successes no matter what. So you can take any experience, any results that are adjacent to your goal niche. Let's just call it that, your goal niche. It's like where you want to pivot into. And you can leverage that when you're connecting with possible clients. So it shows that you secure press, you get outcomes, you place you know, features that are compelling, and um, maybe some of the contacts overlap. Um, and again, think about how your media contacts have already branched out. Um, this is important. We have to constantly revisit our media list because journalists are usually covering multiple beats. And they're definitely doing so right now. They're uh, branching out because they have to. It's just the way that things are shifting in the media right now. They're 
not, they're writing for more places. They're securing more placements. Maybe it's not um, as profitable as it was. So they have to do more volume. That's one piece of it is that they are covering, maybe they have an expertise in like the the food space or hospitality, but they're writing for multiple outlets. Freelancers are writing for multiple outlets. So you want to take a look at your contacts, most recent features. What, what pieces have they written? So there will probably be quite a bit of overlap between your current niche and maybe one that you're aiming to branch out into. And this is especially true for niches that are already pretty connected. So like beauty and cosmetics and fashion um, or business and finance. So there are certainly like with um, my niches, like baby and kids and beauty and cosmetics, you'd be really surprised because the baby and kids side overlaps really well with beauty and cosmetics because there is a strong tie-in to lifestyle. We have a lot of millennial moms that are super stylish that want the coolest baby gear. And now you're pitching these lifestyle influencers and lifestyle um, media outlets your beauty and cosmetics products and your baby and kids products. Because if that editor is pregnant or we have a breast pump, if they're nursing, they might cover the pump and, you know, something related to skincare or hair care, you'd be surprised. So those contacts were able to leverage across the board. Um, You know, see if you have a contact that is writing for a niche that you want to work in and then use that existing relationship as a starting point to land press in that area. And if there's a journalist that you have a great relationship with who doesn't write in your goal niche, ask if they can connect you with somebody at their publication or an outlet that they contribute to who do cover, or who does if it's a single person, cover um, topics on your niche. And that referral can help give you a credibility boost because you're, you know, showing that you have great relationships with journalists, they trust you as a source, it's all positive. Um, And again, utilize your network as much as possible. So like I said, you're not starting from scratch, you still have your contacts, your network, anyone you've ever worked with. So go through your professional network and your client roster and see if you're connected to anyone that is in your goal niche or who has worked in it before. And they may be able to put you in touch with media contacts or give you advice on what journalists or editors are looking for when they're considering stories on that topic because they have experience. Um, The other thing too is tap into our community inside the Pitch Lab. And if you don't know what the Pitch Lab is, it is incredibly valuable for your business. It is a monthly membership, and at the foundation sits an entire, very comprehensive, very actionable, up-to-date program on how to do PR as a service. So you can either use that as a way to touch up on your skills, to reinforce you know, that what you're doing is right, to learn something new, um, to train your team, um, save yourself a bundle of time. That's the base, like sort of we call it the uh, roadmap. And then we have master classes that are ridiculous, either taught by 
you know, experts in their neat in their niches, um, or me if it's a topic that I am familiar with in my company. Um, and the best part, and the part that I'm so proud of, because it's something that was so needed, are our monthly execution plans, and those are. Um, sometimes 50 pages, but don't let that intimidate you. It's organized really well so that you have long lead pitch angles, short lead pitch angles. You have editorial focuses for each publication that we have access to. So it used to take interns or junior associates like hours and hours and hours to compile anything remotely as comprehensive as what we're doing. So we tell you all of the things that you need to be pitching for long lead timelines, short lead timelines, pitch angles, birthdays, those little like social media holidays, like National Lipstick Day and ahead of time. So you can plan for it. Um, we have people that use them during pitch meetings for uh, clients to win work, and they just sound like a media insider. They're like, oh, Laura's like Best in Beauty is coming out in August. And, uh, you know, we want to submit you to um, Best Denim Stories in, in August or the fashion issues in September. Like, you can rattle these things off and sound like a media insider. Um, and then uh, people are using them to create their strategies. They're using them to create social media calendars, um, come up with pitch ideas, and we're getting feedback that they're converting like crazy. So back to the community that you get inside the pitch lab, plus a coaching call, it's like bonkers. It's so good, you guys. Um, the chances are there's already somebody or many someones in the pitch lab who might be in your target niche. So reach out to them and see if you can chat about the industry for a bit and you can ask them questions like, you know, what do you love about working in this industry? How has it changed since you've been working in it? Like when you checked into it, what evolution have you seen? What are some of the challenges that you face when you're pitching in this niche? Um, you know, like how many outlets and key players do you kind of have to keep track of? Are there a lot? Is it there? Are there a lot of changes that happen? You'll get a better sense of what the niche is really like. And you can see if it's right for you. And one of the ways you can do this is if you're in the pitch lab, come to one of our, our monthly coaching calls and we can match you up and say, hey, would you guys mind like connecting? So very valuable. Tap into your community. And if you feel like you don't have the support of a community, come join us in the pitch lab. It is like a no brainer expense for you and your business. Pitch lab. We're here for you. So, um, that is if you're choosing a niche, those three tips um, are if you are sort of branching out from where you are, here's how you can choose an entirely new niche. So if you're switching your focus completely, yay, it's likely because you fell out of love with it um, or you were in an industry that just wasn't the right fit from the start. If you kind of started working maybe at an agency or on your own in a certain industry with certain types of clients and you quickly were like, nope, that was me in fashion. I was like, this is not for me. Um, love fashion, but don't love working in it uh, for so many reasons. Um, so before picking your new niche, you want to take the time to reflect on your interests and then think about what industries have held your attention for a while like years, right? Or where you're already a customer, like your personal interests are aligned with that industry. Because fleeting interests and novelty ideas, they're not the right start starting point here. 
Um, you should be able to see yourself staying invested in this industry long term. Like I've seen a lot of women come through our program and they're just getting married or they have just recently gotten married and they choose bridal because that's been their world for a year and they're like loving the bridal space. But when you're two, three years outside of your own wedding, are you really going to want to keep up with all those trends? You know, maybe that's something that is kind of fleeting for you. Maybe try it out. Um, you know, you can ask somebody, maybe you can freelance for them a bit or work with, uh, you know, somebody in your network that maybe say, listen, I'll come in for a reduced rate. Um, and you know, I can use my skills to try to make new contacts and secure features that I can then leverage. So I'm willing to work at a reduced rate for a limited time and put a timeline on it. So you should love the work that you do. And that's what I'm here to teach you. Why build a business doing something you're not that jazzed about, right? Like, sure, you can make the money, but is it um, something you're going to love? Like, I want you to build a business that you're going to love every single day. So when you work in an industry that you're personally passionate about, you'll finally get joy every day out of the work you're doing. And you're going to have to spend a lot of time researching this industry, diving in, understanding the trends, the key players, chatting with these people that are the gatekeepers that can make or break, you know, your outreach campaign. Um, and also trying out products or those experiences. So, when you love your niche, it will bring you so much excitement, so much you'll feel and you'll be motivated to love this process because um, you're just kind of playing in a field, getting paid for things you're interested in. That's why I love what I do. You know, I started, I was an attorney and I was like, I don't love this. And I started doing PR on the side without even knowing what it was. And I did it unpaid and I promoted a fragrance company and I secured a really great national feature and it ended up like blowing up this business. They got retailers that were very cool. They got, um, you know, tons of people ordering off their website. And I felt like that was my perfect career. Like if I could get paid to share things that I love beauty products and cool stuff that I really believe in. Like I was doing it for free and I loved it. I thought if I get paid to do this, I have found my ideal career. And to this day, I still love it. Whenever we get a new beauty client, I'm like, Ooh, like we get to experience their products and love them. And you know, like they're going to send us stuff and we get to try it all. And the team gets so excited and, um, you know, there's nothing better. So take note, um, of when you're researching a new niche Take note of how you feel. What are your reactions? You know, is there something that gets you really excited and like lights you up every time you come across it? What do you find yourself reading about all the time? What is your, like I read a lot about like optimizing productivity and your health and wellness and, um, you know, like how to get the best sleep, how to be like a high, I'm a certified high performance coach now and we have a high performance coaching group. Um, you have to apply and to be accepted into, but I love that topic all around high performance, you know, productivity, persuasion, um, your physiology, your psychology, um, all that stuff personally interests me. So you want to pay attention with your niche. How do you feel? Um, and 
also think about maybe there's something about your previous area of expertise or a niche that you're currently working in. When you look to the new one, you're reminded about something that makes you feel annoyed or upset or super frustrated or defeated. Like, for example, I don't want to do fine jewelry PR because for the most part, you have to get those pieces back from the publication. And it's stre- that stresses me out. The thought of like, I send a diamond necklace somewhere and it never makes its way back. That stresses me out. Um, so think about also when you're researching a particular industry, do you feel like super excited and charged up and inspired? Are you like, oh my God, I want to do more of this. Like, who can I talk to? What can I do? Those feelings, those emotions are your gut instincts. Do not dismiss them. There are so many times when you have a gut instinct, you have a feeling, and sometimes you're like, eh, or you choose to ignore it. You know, those red flags when you talk to clients, you're like, yeah, it'll be fine. No, right? Or you make a calculated risk and you say, well, I'm going to charge you a pain in the ass tax because I have to deal with you. And if I have to deal with you, I'll just, I got enough money now coming from you that I can hire someone to deal with your nonsense. That's how I deal with those red flag clients. If they have a nice budget, we'll make it happen. And it's not going to be me because I don't want to deal. But those intuitions you have, that is incredibly powerful. You, we all have them. And some people have trusted theirs more than others. I really trust my intuition. And um, I make decisions, you know, pretty quickly. My process is like, you know, yes or no, um, after doing my research and then, you know, kind of arriving on a choice. But, um, sometimes, you know, those feelings you have, they're there to guide you. And if you follow those emotions, you can also discard what doesn't feel right for you. If it feels wrong, then, you know, you don't have to go down that path. If you're trying to make it work, this is how it was for me in law. I was just like, I worked really hard to get here. I have a great job at a really prestigious firm. I'm making really good money. What's the problem? It's the work sucks. (laughs) The work is not a good fit for me. And it wasn't just that the work isn't great. It wasn't great for me. There were aspects of my personality and my skill set that were completely, you know, not utilized or underutilized in law. It wasn't a great fit for me for a number of reasons. Um, And for a while, I chose to ignore it because I'm like, I worked really hard to get here. But ultimately, obviously, I made this pivot and it was the right decision. And I followed those emotions of what drew me, you know, what drew me in. It was creative. It was fun. It was exciting. I was building up businesses, you know. So follow those emotions that you feel to discard what is not feeling right and really hone in on what feels good and inspiring and motivating and exciting. So the other tip I have for you is join the Q&A calls inside of the Pitch Lab if you're still not sure of your next steps because our community, like I said, is full of these really generous, open and giving uh, PR professionals who are ready to give advice, to share their experiences, share contacts. It's awesome. And we can deep dive into what you're feeling and you'll be able to hear from a lot of other people and their perspectives when they've shifted their niches 
maybe they work in the target niche and they'll talk to you about what it's like, maybe even offline and you can get more of their time. It is awesome. So that's the pitch lab. And if you're curious about what it's like to work in a different niche or feelings you have about even just making a switch, it's scary. You know, it's definitely scary. You're leaving something that, you know, you're proven, you're comfortable, um, and you're trying to pursue something that's like new and unproven. You know, it really helps to have the support of a community behind you to feel like, you know, they're going to lift you up when you're feeling down and they're not going to let you, um, really struggle. Like we will help you out. So that's all. Have a great rest of your week. Have a fantastic weekend. Take care and be well. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. If you're ready to up-level your pitching skills so that you can provide stellar services to your clients, you should think about joining the Pitch Lab. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. So the Pitch Lab is this awesome, incredible monthly membership experience where you will get the proven formula for crafting PR pitches that actually convert and get tons of strategic, timely pitch angles so you never run out of pitch ideas again. Oh, and you also get access to incredible monthly execution plans that save you hours of time and include irresistible pitch angles that the media cannot ignore. With relevant and timely strategies and topics for PR coverage during current events, holidays, monthly awareness observances, say that fast three times, seasonal events, and more, you'll be able to create PR content that makes your clients stand out, even if you are new to PR. So check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune into next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.